Hey guys, and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast. In today's episode, me and Josh are going to talk about the Orlando Magic and their 2022 offseason plans for what we think. But to start this episode, I'm going to just dive into the NBA Finals game one a little bit from last night and just give you some of my takes and input. So first things first, let's talk about the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors, in my opinion, dominated for three quarters. They did what they had to do. I really like their off-ball movement. It was hard for the Celtics to stay connected on the perimeter in terms of their splits, in terms of their floppies, pin-downs, staggers, and just the sheer amount of off-ball movement is hard to guard for anyone, but the Celtics really struggled. And moving to the other end of the floor, I think the Warriors did a solid job. They were switching a lot more than I thought that they would going into the series, but uh, they did a great job. Um, everyone one through five was guarding their yard. Poole did an awesome job. Steph did a great job early. Then in the second half, got hunted a little bit more in the post. But his uh, their ability overall to have so many guys that could guard and just do a very solid job at the point, along with really packing the paint. Their ability to pack the paint took away Boston's rhythm from the majority of the game Uh until late when Boston started getting paint touches, but we'll talk about that more when we talk about Boston. The Warriors moving forward, I think it'll come down to their small ball lineup. I thought that their small ball with Iggy, Draymond, Clay, Poole, Steph, any assortment of their guards um, just did a great job. Uh, they need to be better on the glass as a unit, especially at the defensive end, really prevent second chance points. And just that activity, the energy that they played with was phenomenal. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Steve Kerr and the Warriors staff combats what Boston presented as issues with their size and their just ability to shoot the ball. They shot very well last night, but as the Warriors, I don't think I feel too bad. You lost one game. You still have home court. You have a chance to bounce back on Sunday against a very good Boston team, but you guys dominated most of that game. You were up double digits going into the fourth quarter. Yes, you did fold and give them a huge lead late in the fourth, but I think the most of that game, you were able to play as a team, move the ball, play with great energy, and just were very hard to guard and very hard for Boston to find answers to until they slowed down the pace. So let's talk about Boston. Boston struggled mightily through three quarters, in my opinion. They couldn't get a flow offensively. It was very stagnant. And then defensively, they couldn't figure out answers. Steph was getting open threes. Clay was coming off pin downs and staggers and getting good looks. They were getting to the cup. The pace was too much for them. They weren't able to set their defense. And when they were, they were solid. But the off-ball movement was so tough for them. They were getting disconnected. They weren't communicating well. And it led to a big Warriors lead going into the fourth quarter. Offensively, those first three quarters, it was very stagnant. It was slow. The ball wasn't moving. They were holding on to it too much. Offense was being run from 30 feet out without any type of action, really. Uh, the paint wasn't getting touched. It was a lot of isos into tough threes, tough twos. And... The flow came when paint points came. So let's talk about late third quarter, early fourth. So Boston was able to find their way offensively, which came from paint touches. The thing that was giving them good offense throughout the game was when they were getting downhill. Derek White was a huge catalyst for this. 
And in the fourth, it was Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was getting downhill, attacking mismatches. They start getting Stefan switches and posting him, and that caused him to get in foul trouble. That was a second-half thing also. But being able to use that size, get deep in the paint, make plays out of the paint is huge because it exploits the one thing the Warriors have nothing on their roster that they could potentially figure out. All that they could do is pack the paint more, help earlier. And the more that Boston is able to do this moving forward, it's going to produce great shots, get you to the foul line, and just overall cause havoc for the Warriors and their defensive schemes. Along with that, they didn't turn over the ball much in the fourth. They were moving it. They were getting off of it early. In the Miami series, they had up and down offensive stretches. But when they were good, it was the ball was out quick. They were making quick decisions, smart decisions. And it was just really good basketball at that end. And defensively, they made it slower. They made the Warriors turn into an ISO team. The thing that Boston looked like the most of the first half and some of the third quarter where they were dribbling it a lot, trying to force one-on-one. It was not Warriors basketball in that fourth quarter because of how great the defense was. Physicality at the point, great job in ball screen coverages at staying connected. Off ball, they were communicating and not losing anyone. It was just a great fourth quarter, and it led to one of the biggest turnarounds in a playoff game this year, being down double digits and then winning by 15 points. It's incredible to watch. They really just put their fingerprints on that fourth quarter, and that's the type of basketball. If Boston's able to put that together for 48 minutes a game, it's going to be really hard to stop them, but the Warriors are so explosive offensively that the Celtics know that they can't fall asleep at all. So moving to game two, I'm excited to see how the Warriors try to prevent paint touches. They did a good job of it for most of the game, but in that fourth quarter, it was all hell broke loose, basically, and... um just for Boston, I want to see how they get Tatum in a flow. He had a rough game, get him some touches. And along with that, defensively, I want to see if they go with two bigs at all during game two, because the two big lineup did not work. The Warriors were hunting it and you can't have Horford and Rob Williams in action. Rob Williams, you need to be able to keep him at the rim and Horford, you need to be able to keep him in the paint also just to make plays impact at the rim and make the Warriors' offense slow down having somebody at the rim. But if you force one or two of them on the perimeter, that's going to be really tough for Boston to get stopped. So I'm intrigued to see if the starting lineup changes or whatever happens with Boston. And another thing with the Warriors, the rookies. Kaminga and Moody, I think, could be huge impact guys in the series by being able to keep the pace up, being able to be versatile defensively. And I think those guys could be major players in the series as we get along. But... We'll see what happens, see what each staff cooks up for game two, and hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Me and Josh enjoyed it, and we're going to have more content like this coming, but here's our episode about the Orlando Magic offseason. Hello, and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast. Today, we are in our new setup. Um, studio. Yes, my bedroom. Um, as you can see behind me, we all have a Just Hoops video going on that you should probably watch after this podcast. And you can read that yourself. Well, if you're listening, it says, if you're reading this, check out our YouTube at Just Hoops. Thank you. And it has our Instagram and Twitter handles. And this is our road to 1,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. But today, we have a fun topic. We are going in 
to talk, we're going to begin to start talking about free agency and some teams, what they sh what, not so much what they should do, but some ideas of things that they could do, uh, what we would like to see from certain teams. So today we're going to start with the Orlando Magic. Now, in my opinion, the Orlando Magic have a very unique team. They are very young. Um, they've been on a downward spiral, rebuild. I guess. Yeah, they've been rebuilding for quite a long time. So they have a, a plethora of lottery picks in their roster. Um, so their current roster uh, is Gary Harris, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter Jr., Terrence Ross, Robin Lopez, uh, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Bol Bol, Cole Anthony, uh, Chumo Kiki, RJ Hampton, Morris Wagner, Aaron Aflalo, apparently, Mo Spates, apparently, Devin Can Camby. Camby. I don't know about that. Um, Kennedy. Kennedy. Sendarius Thornwell, Vic Law, Ignis Brazdeskis, and Boy. Admiral Schofield. Uh, to go along with this, they have the first pick in the NBA draft, along with the second pick in the second round, so a 32nd pick, and the fifth pick in the second round, so the 35th pick. Free agents go. Their restricted free agents are Bol Bol, Grandaskis, uh, and Admiral Schofield, and their unrestricted free agents are Gary Harris, Mo Bamba, Robin Lopez, Mo Spades, Cinderius Thornwell, and Vic Law. That was a lot, but we got it going. Um, they have third right now $37.1 million in cap space. Um, so they have a lot of room to do things. Uh, they could also wait for a better free agency because this free agency does not look like it is set up to be a very good one. Um, I don't think they would be a team in the run for uh, Zach Levine if he is going to be a free agent, but you never know. Um, so do you want to start with the draft since that is first? Um, we'll start with the draft, but like you want to do just a brief overview of like direction or do you want to end with direction? Um, so we are doing this while well, I am doing this. I don't know about this guy, but I am doing this as if I am the GM. So I would do this if this is what I would want the team to go, the direction that I would want the team to go in. Um, I want them to be a very defensive-minded team um, and a fast team. Uh, couldn't really find, and when I was doing this, I couldn't really find any like scorers because that's kind of what they need. Uh, I was looking for some shoot three and D shooters and some vet presence uh, to go along with this young team. I kind of I wasn't looking to make them a championship team right away because I think they could be a championship team in three to four years once all these young guys kind of develop and get their, make their own in this league. So I was just looking for a very defensive-minded team that could be like a high-playing team, so a seventh or eighth seed, or maybe sneak into that sixth seed. So for me, when I like see the Orlando Magic and think about this offseason, it's a good time to set them up for that three or four years in the future where you – put together a roster that could develop and has guys that really allow for 
the future to be bright. So, like, I thought last year bringing in a Robin Lopez was a good idea in terms of developing Wendell Carter, developing Mo Bamba, um, having a vet presence in the locker room with positions. So, like, they do have younger vets with Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz, who were out of play this year because of injuries. But um, just for the my general view of their offseason needs to be to put together the best unit to develop and put together the best situation in the locker room to continue to grow this core group of guys and continue to allow these guys to blossom in the league and just be a more fun bring people in the arena, just like some a team that people want to watch on League Pass and a team that ESPN would want to see on a game or two. Like, just fun, young, and just continuing to grow. Yes. So now you want to start with the draft. Okay. So, their first pick, they could take many different ways. Um, there has been reports that they were very high on Jabari Smith. Um, which I, I see as a very good fit for them. Uh, I think that wouldn't be a horrible pick. It's a pick for, um, I would say it's more of a pick off potential. I think he has uh, one of, if not the highest ceiling out of any of these draft prospects, but also he has not the best looking floor. Um, he could be a potential bust. Uh, I'm not saying that I think he will be, but he's... Like, it's, it's very shaky for when you're looking at Jabari Smith. Um, other options, uh, Paolo Bencaro. Uh, a lot of people have been high on him after Stop. watching him in uh, pre-draft workouts and uh, combine workouts. Um, a lot of people are saying that his jump shot is looking a lot better. Uh, he got his body in a great, great form for the draft. Uh, so he has been very highly talked about, but... I think that they should pick Chet Holgram. Uh, I know I've said this, if you have been on this channel before, I have said that they should pick Jabari Smith, and I want them to pick Jabari Smith. But the way that I would like to take this team, I think that Chet Holgram would be the best fit for them defensively and for the future. I think that him and Suggs already have a chemistry going together. They played together in high school. Uh, so that, that works out perfectly um but just him uh his versatility on the floor he could play the four he could play the five i think he would be very good for, for with them at the four it gives jonathan isaac more time to come back get his flow again um and him to get more run as a starting forward or a big piece uh in a lineup at the four um i just think that that fit I like it better than uh, Smith. I, I like it better in the short term, better than Jabari Smith. Yeah. Um. But, sorry for the difficulties, but for me, I'm all about Chet. I think Chet is the best player in this draft. I actually would take, out of those top three, I think Jabari would end up third, in my opinion. I really like Paolo's game, too. Uh, Chet gives them versatility. The guy's going to be able to play three through five, in my opinion. He's great skill offensively. Defensively, his ability to guard inside and out, I think, is very underrated. 
yes, he's underweight, and that's like a fear for a lot of teams that he's going to get bodied around. But at the end of the day, I really think that his ability to just guard and really offensively be smart because a lot of his playmaking and a lot of his decision making was really high level for a freshman in college so just bringing that to the NBA where there's more space the pace is faster I think he's going to thrive in the league and he doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time he can be a guy that you can just honestly play split action off of use him to free up Jonathan Isaac use him to free up the guards and ball screens He's going to be a pick-and-pop threat from day one, so just having that versatility, too, on the offensive end will be huge. And I, I, Josh was saying about just them growing as a defense and like being a more defensive-minded group. Yes, he's got some things to work on on the interior in terms of just taking blows, being able to be a stronger guy down there, but overall, I think he's going to be able to guard inside and out, be a shot blocker, be in the gaps with his great length, so... I'm all about that with the first pick. Uh, yeah. Um, I was just looking through to see possible trade back situations. I just don't think there's many good ones. Um, but I know that they don't want to trade their pick back. But another thing to add to Chet, uh, I think that him being at the four would help uh, take the time that he needs to. Uh, get his body right if he ever had to play center in the future. Um, but we both have Chet Holgram with the first pick. Do you now, think drafting Chet that they keep Bamba? Yes. Yeah. Just because of how big of a piece he was for their team last year. He, he was, he's, he's a very, very good backup center. Um, I would like the Suns to get him. Um, <laughs> he is a... We said this earlier, he was an unrestricted free agent, so I see them bringing him back. Um, they have enough cap space to bring him back for a solid contract. But to go on to the 32nd pick, I actually have a proposed trade for the 32nd pick um, for the Magic. I said that they would trade Chuma Okiki and the 32nd pick for Eric Gordon. Now, Eric Gordon brings that vet, uh, the vet, what am I looking for? He's just experience. Yeah, he brings, he brings the experience to the locker room. Um, I think he could help guys like uh, Cole Anthony, uh, even Franz Wagner, a little bit with shooting. Uh, and then he's a very, very solid piece uh, to bring off the bench, he's a great 3D guy. He could create his own shot. Um, he's like, he, he fits this Orlando Magic team. So I think that would be a perfect trade for the 32nd pick. Uh, another thing that you could throw around is trading both your second round picks for maybe a later first round pick, uh, maybe uh, mid to early 20s. If you like someone up there instead of trying to get that vet guy, but I think that they need to bring these vet pieces in to help these young guys develop better. And uh, Eric Gordon's a guy that could help them right now too for the next uh, possibly two years. For me, I'm using all the picks I'm picking if I'm the Magic. I think guys like, I'm gonna even talk about the 35th pick, depending on where guys fall. I think Nikola jo jo Jovic um, will be, would be awesome. Bryce McGowan's- uh, Hardy. 
Andrew Nebhard, if he falls that far, that'd be awesome. Um, I know that they're but really they low with the guards. Uh, w- Wendell Moore, if he falls, uh, I know Blake Wesley's a guard, but he's a he's a hooper. Uh, Kendall Brown, if he falls, just like bring in as much young talent as you could, and then see what happens because you have a lot of question marks on your roster right now, in my opinion. Between like guys like. RJ Hampton, I, you don't know what um, Markel Fultz will be. You really don't know what Suggs is going to be. So just being able to have the possibility of having guys step up and be really good in this league with the question marks that you have on your roster, I think could be huge in this draft because I think this draft is pretty deep, in my opinion. I do like a lot of the talent at the back end. Like, you can definitely find some really high-level talent in the second round, and even if you want a big, like, Travion Williams will be in the second round. You got a lot of high-level guys that have the opportunity to get picked deep in this draft, and yeah, they might be older. Yeah, there's question marks about them, but you look at your roster, there's question marks there, too, so you don't know how a lot of these guys are going to end up, but I can't argue Josh's route, but I just don't know if Eric Gordon would go to Orlando willingly or if he wants to go to a contender. So we'll see what happens. He makes them a contender. <laughs> um, now I am going to, I would keep the 35th pick and I would pick a shooter for the Orlando Magic, get them more shooting off the bench. Um, so like Jacob said, a Wendell Moore, if Jaden Hardy drops that far, I would pick Jaden Hardy in a heartbeat. Um, uh, if you want to reach on someone like a Julian Champagne, I think he's a very good 3 and D guy. Um, Christian Braun, another guy that you, I think he could be like a, uh, Grayson Allen type guy off the bench. I think, I think I love his toughness. I love his, uh, willingness to be a, or not willingness. I like his, uh, ability to shoot the ball. I like his ability to take it to the rim. I think, I think his, a good comparison for him would be. Uh, Grayson Allen so someone like that I think that they just need some shooting some toughness off the bench to uh, kind of just lift that bench lineup up lift their depth up yeah no I agree that's why I'm saying keep your picks would you do that for both picks I would keep both no but like would you pick shooters and like I, I, I just think best on the board like you're you, whoever you like the most because there's no solidified spot I think besides the like forward between between Isaac and Franz. I think Isaac and Franz are the only like surefire guys on the roster. Am I like am I wrong in thinking that? What do you mean? Like I think that those are the most reliable guys on the roster. Like you know that they're going to be untradeable. Yeah, pretty much. I would say Suggs is up there, too, and Cole Anthony. I think, well, Suggs and Cole Anthony have question marks, though. Like, at the end of the day, are you going to have Cole Anthony starting on a championship-level roster? I don't think so. No, that's why... That's why I'm saying, like, you should draft probably the best player available. Okay. Because if the best player available is uh, Wesley from Notre Dame, you're going to draft him, and it's going to be like... No, like nobody's gonna complain, you know. Mm-hmm. That's my Hardy. If you draft Hardy, he's a one or two. So it's like you're you're picking guys because like they have 
you see potential. Like, you're not drafting guys because, like, oh, I just he can shoot. I think they have too many of those guys. I just think that they need to kind of, like, round out the roster. Like I'm just saying, the more talent you put on a roster, especially, like, I don't know if they re-sign Mo Bamba. So, like, maybe drafting a Travion Williams would be good. Or finding an undra- a guy that falls through that could, like, Jalen Williams, if he goes undrafted or something. Like, the those types of guys that could be a small ball five or, like, could play the four. Like, it could be a good pick. I'm just, like, I just don't know if the vet trading away a pick for a vet is the best move, in my opinion. I, I think just the more think, young talent you have, the better right now. Well, I think that they need that vet presence. They're not really any in the free agency, so you can't really go out and get those type of guys. Um, and then in the, like, I feel like they have too many pieces. Like, if they don't trade Chumo Kiki, he's another guy, talent. Um, if they don't, like, they, they have Chumo Kiki. They got, I would say, Wendell Carter's a little bit of that, like, you're still working with him. Yeah. Um, Heck of a player. Yeah, but you just like you want him to be a lot better. Um, both Cole and RJ Hampton. Um, like a lot of these guys, you are have to continue to work with. So I just feel like another project on top of that is just. And also, I think they should have. I what I think they should do is go the route the Knicks should have went a few years ago, like waiting for a big free agency. But round out your team while you're waiting for that. Like, try to get a team that can get that six seed, that seven seed. Like, try to get them that playoff, um, the playoff, uh, <laughs> playoff experience while um, rounding out the team to make a championship team once you have the opportunity to get a superstar in free agency. You see, I, I just don't think they have the market for a big free agent. I think they need to go more of a Phoenix route where you're – Gathering as much young talent. That's what that's what they did. They, they got they had. They didn't need Chris Paul though. They did. If they didn't have Chris Paul, they would be maybe a five seed. That's a really good team. That's a yeah. That's right, a really Denver, good team. Denver, more of a Denver route. Just to be a team that loses second round every year. No, they made the conference finals. In the bubble, literally, and then everybody's been hurt. Like I don't see them. I don't see them as a championship team though. I'm making a championship team here. A healthy, a healthy Denver is in a championship team. No, really. Uh, Phoenix after this off season. Video coming out soon. <laughs> after this off season, Phoenix better. Uh, I think the Warriors are better for the next multiple years. Um, like I just, I don't see them as a championship team. I die. Third team in the West. That's like as bet. And then if LA figures stuff out. Oh, I think they're making the right hires to figure stuff out. Like, I like him. I like him. Like, I just, I don't, there's too much talent in the West for that type of a team to be successful, in my opinion. Okay, fair, fair. I'm, I, we have different philosophies, I guess. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm building the team for the future while you could still have somewhat of a winning team now to get some playoff experience. Like, I want to get them in the play-in next year. That's would be my goal. What if they, like... I, these young guys need playoff experience. That's why I'm trying to bring some vets in. So, like, I think the, the team's underrated, though. They're too young. Was Cleveland too young? Yes, but they had vets. They had Kevin Love. Kevin, who else do they have? 
They had Rubio most of the year. First, like, half. Third. No. He got hurt. Well, he got hurt, but he was still there. No, they traded him. They didn't trade him right away. They traded him at deadline, right? No. I swear they traded him at the deadline. No, it was pretty early. I was kind of upset. I was a big, like, I was a big Cleveland guy. If you didn't notice, there was a lot of Cleveland content coming out around, <laughs> around mid-season. <laughs> Kevin, Colin Sexton, he's going to Phoenix. They're young though, outside of Love and a couple bench guys. They're That's young. what they need though. They don't definitely. He's in Australia. They have Rondo. 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 Like that's they need those like two three guys. They have Robin Lopez. Yes. I'm trying to get three or four of those guys though. Okay. Like I'm trying to get those pieces. Like you need those like Jay Crowders. Like if the Suns didn't have Jay Crowder, that would yeah. hurt. Yeah. If Miami didn't have well, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> My it's it's so hard though to compare like. Miami's not young. Miami's not young. I shouldn't have said Miami. You, but, like, um, it's hard to compare because of the markets, though. Like, what big free agent's going to go to Orlando? You know? If someone wants, like... I think let's a young even, guy. I think a young guy back, that though. becomes a star. Let's throw this back, though. Like, the Magic and their success over the years have been through the draft. Shaq and Penny. That's why I need, Dwight, we need them to get into the playoffs. But it was, like, built through... Because now, three years ago, no one wanted to go to Phoenix. Now there's people that, like, okay, maybe I want to go to Phoenix. Yes, ring chasing. Yes, exactly. So get them in the playoffs. The only thing that you could say, like, no one wants to go to Denver. They have no cap because of how much talent they have. Top to bottom. All drafted. If someone wanted to They're say, like, hey, deep because they like, say... Good. Just throwing this out there, like, what if Kevin Durant was like, "Hey, I want to go to Denver." You never say that. Happen. Would never say that. You make it. Happen. You trade MPJ and you trade Aaron Gordon and you probably trade. Like, yes, Monte you could. Morris. You could make it happen, but he would never say, "Hey, yeah. I want to go to Denver." Yeah. yeah. Like, I just, I, I, I think my way is the best. All right, let's keep going. Okay. So free agency. Now. Yeah. Draft is over. Um. Now we're going into free agency. Uh, some players that I think they should let walk, um, Gary Harris, let him go, if you can't get him back for a very low contract. Um, uh, I think they sh I don't know if they should bring Bol Bol back. If you bring him back, it's not a loss. Um, that's just based off of how much cap you have left after what you do. And then all the guys at the bottom, doesn't really matter. Um, but my... Big free agency pickup uh, would be Thad Young. I think Thad Young would be a big guy for um, the Orlando Magic. I think he fits. I think um, he's another help. I think he would help Chet Holgram out a ton as a vet guy. Him and Robin Lopez both with Chet Holgram. Um, I think you could bring him in for like a three-year about – Anywhere between like three to five million dollars a year, um, I think he would come for. Um, why not? Warm weather. You're leaving Toronto. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's a guy that I think that they should go after. I can see him resigning. I could see him resigning too. Yeah, that's that's it's tough to look now because you don't know who's going to resign. But he's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, no player option, I don't believe. So, 
looking at the free agents that are unrestricted, I think a really good one would be Ricky Rubio. I know we just talked about him, but a vet point guard to bring in. He was a huge impact on a young roster last year. He comes into Orlando. You're able to teach Jalen Suggs. You're able to teach Cole Anthony. And you're also able to play in meaningful minutes. Like a guy like that could instantly like impact your culture, instantly make you a better team. So I would look at somebody like that, maybe even like a DeLon Wright, a uh, Joe Ingles. Like these are the type of guys that like vet presence could be huge for you. Guys that have been in the league for a little bit and definitely like high, especially like Joe Ingles. If you land a Joe Ingles, like I don't think Joe Ingles will go to Orlando, but like. I think Joe Ingles goes back to Utah. It depends on what happens. In all that, honesty, no, I think that, it goes back to Utah. No, that's an intro. Oh, wow. That, talking about offseason, they're going to be something. But, like, to bring in somebody that could lead, like, you know Rubio could lead. You know that he could be in the locker room and really be a guy that could impact and really, like, teach and be there and be somebody to help these young guys figure out the league, figure out what they should do, what they could do, and just help them grow. Um, Rondo even, Tony Snell I think would be a good one, but you're probably not getting Wesley Matthews. Um, Damon Lee, uh, just I, I think a point guard with vet experience would be awesome. Yeah, um, I don't know if Ron, I don't know. I like I like Rondo if you can get him. Obviously, a vet point guard would be amazing. Um, but any any vet president would be very good. Um, uh, oh, we didn't talk about uh, guys you got to bring back. I think that you should bring back Mo Bamba and Robin Lopez. Those are the two guys at big time and Admiral Schofield. I'm not sure about <laughs> Mo Bamba. Personally. I just think, like, I don't think it would be too crowded. I don't Can think you it's imagine the rim, rim protection with Mo Bamba and Chet Holger on the floor at the same time? <laughs> I think Bamba is just, he's definitely growing at the right time, but you're also paying Wendell on an extension. How much money do you want to spend at the center position? And then, well, the thing is, you bring him in, uh, if it doesn't work out down the road, it's a very good trade option. Very good trade option. A lot of people would want him in as a backup. So, um, ooh, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm I'm not too sure about him being a re-sign, but hey, you never know. I think that they should make a run for a maybe a Joshua Kigi, maybe like in restricted free agency, uh, Dante Divincenzo, um, Troy Brown Jr. Kevin Knox might be a really good restricted free agent run at some of these guys. Um, they're younger. They're projects to an extent, but they're you know you're getting talent, especially if you can land a Dante DiVincenzo. Two-way guy, mm -hmm. winner, definitely a big culture impact guy. Um, I just don't see these guys as options. I don't think that I can see their team would let them walk. Ooh, I don't know. Sacramento. I don't think. I mean, unless they get somebody else. Like, I feel like, I think they're trying to hold on to as much as they can. 
That's another team that we should probably Seth talk about. That was interesting. I think um, they might have one of the most interesting off seasons. Um, there's like this. This I just don't feel like this free agency has many good bench options to go to. Like Kyle Anderson be very good. I just don't see him leaving that situation in Memphis. Um, Yusuf Nurkic is a big uh, name that you could throw out there. Um, obviously, the DeAndre Ayton saga that is going on in Phoenix. I tried to work something out on a trade system. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Fanpo, fan, Fanspo, something like that. Um, and they could not work one out in Orlando. I was trying to make a dream scenario for them, um, but it couldn't work out. Uh, it's, it's it's just a lot of like... What about Javon Carter? Uh, he's just a culture guy. I don't think I don't see it as a, especially with how many point guards they have. You're not getting a guy that's gonna like completely impact right away. Like I'm looking for a good bench piece. Like there's like I would I could see Rubio, but he's gonna be out most of the year. Um, I'll miss the first like quarter of the season. Yeah. Um, I like DiVincenzo. I just don't know how much like like I just don't know what. Where I feel like a lot of these guys are just going to go back to their team. I don't think there's going to be much movement this offseason. Uh, other than like some... Free agency is exciting. Yeah, no. Uh, one trade that I made up. I like it. I think it's more of a dream scenario for them. Um, Jacob's not the biggest fan of it. Doesn't think it would go through. But I'm the captain now. Um, they would receive Gordon Hayward... For Terrence Ross, R.J. Hampton, and a 2024 second-round pick, I don't know if that's enough for what. How I don't know how much the Hornets value Gordon Hayward. Um, it's a big contract, uh, and it's another vet guy, someone that can come in get buckets for you guys, a shooter off the bench, someone to teach Franz Wagner. Uh, I think it would be a perfect fit for Orlando. Um, just to add something else to their team. I don't know how you, I know you don't. I'm not a huge fan of it because he takes minutes away from Franz and Isaac. I don't think, I think you play Isaac at four. Well, those are two guys that need run, and him in the him in the I, I roster think. takes away run from them. And then just look at like what you have. You have Chet at the four, Thad Young at Thad the Young's four. Fed guy. So, like, you're saying... Like, and if you think about it, they were hurt so much this year. Bombo will get run at the four. They were hurt a lot. That's why that's they the have thing. a roster list that's, like, a whole page. Um, It's just, like, I think a guy like Gordon Hayward won't go somewhere where he's not going to play. Willingly. Oh, and he might not be a huge... In, like, I mean, like, you're not going to... If you're the Hornets, you're not going to give up Hayward. They want to give up Hayward. For, but you're not going to put him somewhere that he doesn't want to be. And it might turn out negative because these young guys might see a disgruntled vet on a losing team. Like, I don't think Gordon Hayward's a guy that wants to not win. Like, I think that that's part of Like, I know he's been hurt, but I think he's looking for a destination where he could compete for a championship, compete in the playoffs. And he still is a high-level guy when he's on the floor. He's not the same guy he was in Utah, but he's he's still a really good player. I like the fit. I don't know. 
Not I get. But um, you have anything else? Um, the Magic got a bright future if they do it right. I I just I like the way that I would do it. Like I would bring in some vets, bring in some guys that would help you win, and get these guys to get these young Out guys. Out of everything you did, experience. I like the Eric Gordon one the most. If you can land Eric Gordon, I like it. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they get Gordon Hayward. I just think that would be a good fit. I just don't like. I don't see it as as you see it. I see it as a guy that like he'll have the same role as he did in uh, Charlotte. But I think that they're a better roster than Charlotte. Yeah. Now if Charlotte goes out and gets a beautiful sign to trade for DeAndre and. Involving some players. I think I think bridges. Charlotte just drafts. You're not getting Aiden without giving up too much. 13th pick and 15th pick. Yeah, you're drafting. You're going to be giving up a lot in that. Through Charlotte, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think Orlando, like, there's not much that you could really do this offseason. I think if they want to do something, it would be a trade for a vet guy. Um Free agency, get an, get another vet guy, maybe get a solid bench piece like DiVincenzo. Um, and then draft is where you're going to make your big moves with first pick. Got the first pick, two very solid second-round picks. Maybe you could trade up for an early 20 pick. Um, but he likes this draft. I'm not a big fan of this draft. Uh, but, hey, they're in good position. Could do some interesting things. Got some interesting pieces, but this this off season, like we said, kind of weak so far. Not much going on, but we'll see. A team like this off season, like, is a setup. Like you're setting up to. That's what I'm developing. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we we think of it in different ways. Yes, get vet guys, bring them in, get some guys that you can help you win, get you that seven seed, eight seed, get playoff experience. Just to lose to Milwaukee in four. <laughs> I just, I see it, I see development more as, like, just getting these guys more NBA run. Like, getting Jalen Suggs as many minutes as possible. Getting Isaac back on the floor. Getting Franz as many minutes as possible. Like, playing these guys in legit games. I think that they could win, too. I think these guys are talented. The, the, it depends on, that's what I was going to say. It depends on their development. Like, if they develop well over this offseason, become a great group together um I think that they could win without someone like a Gordon Hayward or Eric Gordon like they could win with this roster they right can, now I think that they can honestly like pretty pretty comfortably be in the plan like they could it just depends on how well they develop like yeah. I'm I'm saying Wagner and Suggs both need another year to become like very like Suggs definitely Wagner might have a big jump now. Like, he's yeah. probably the only, the one that I could see have that really big jump. Isaac, I hope he comes back in the Isaac's form that an, he did. Isaac has the potential to be like an All NBA guy. Mm -hmm. and and that's why I his, like like he's he has the potential to be a better um, version of what Bridges was doing in Phoenix. Yeah, like a better offensive version. Uh, I think his you know, defense is defensively, insane. he's a DPOY like type of dude. Mm -hmm. Like his length, his ability to guard everyone, like insane. And I think Fultz is kind of like if he comes in, he's coming into his own in Orlando. He's that's why I don't think you should give him up. 
yeah. if you have an option to get someone like like if there's something that they could work out to get DeAndre Eaton, I think yeah. you'd, you'd be stupid to do that, not do that. Yeah, because he fits the timeline too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fultz has had like he's last year he really came into his own in Orlando. Um, he was a hurt on on and off, but. And then along with that, I think Jamal Mosley has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he came in and he honestly like set the bar and he was kind of like hey like we're gonna be here we're gonna be doing x y and z at a really high level we're gonna like the offense was pretty open it was pretty like flow based it was kind of like let these guys experiment and defensively he kind of put in some like standards and some very like from his philosophy like what he wants i think the the team did well like i think defensively as a unit they were pretty good they have good individual defenders i would say um i think cole anthony's kind of their weak point and he was attacked a lot for being like a six foot two guard um but him off the bench would he's they found they found their guy that their spark plug off the bench with him yeah because cole he can go out and have 50 yeah like (laughs) the dude could score and he could rebound very well for Mm -hmm. his position so it's like somebody like a cole anthony could be one of those guys that you keep and you see Jordan Clarkson, you see a Tyler Hero, you see your version of that. Um, And then Suggs could be a commander of an offense when he's settled in, when he's not rushed. I think Wendell Carter is going to be a stud as a center. Like, I love his game. Um, Isaac and Franz, we were just talking about. I think that those two guys are going to be really good in this league for a long time, as long as they're healthy. And just continuing to add depth like I know RJ Hampton that the magic really like I'm I have more question marks about him it's just let's see where they go with this Josh Mm -hmm. thinks more vets I think more youth but at the end of the day it's all about just creating the best environment to develop Mm -hmm. they have the pieces to be a very good basketball team in the future yeah so it just depends on how soon they if they want to like try to get it sooner or let it play out so we'll see what they do but yeah 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 this is our first edition of the 2022 off season breaking down the orlando magic so i hope you guys enjoyed yeah a lot of uh draft content coming up drafts coming up very soon um a lot sooner than we expected over the past few years it's been pushed back that's what um, I'm, I'm quite used to the draft being a little bit later and uh, free agency a week after. So it's coming back up with a regular timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Finals getting under getting underway. So when this comes out, game one will pass game one. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about game one in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Maybe in three years we might be talking about the Orlando Magic with Eric Gordon as their backup shooting guard. Um, <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed this and please check out the YouTube, check out the Instagram, check out the Twitter. Uh, we're just here dropping some content for you guys. So hope you guys enjoyed this. Please like, subscribe, and share on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast, share it, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.